Hello and welcome to the Over and Cheers, the only sports podcast in the world. I'm one of your hosts, Lance McCoy. Joining me as always, he's just asked for a trade, even though he did sign a four-year contract. It's Jason Waterfalls. It, it would be tough to be like, hey, my workplace, I'm good for four years, but also don't want to work here. So it's weird that I did sign a contract saying I do want to be here for four years, but not here, here, you know, just like somewhere here. Does that make sense? Is that okay? Like, is that fine? And the other part of it is there's there's reports that he still wants to be with Kyrie potentially mm-hmm. like that's still on the table so he's just straight up blaming the nets for everything else let me ask you a question do you know who Katie's agent is and could it be the joker yes or no <laughs> i feel like his agent is just like what if we just like do whatever we want and just see how people react and we'll just we'll, we'll end up back at the nets but we'll just I like how much credit happens. you're giving to the agent this is all KD. <laughs> yeah this is definitely a guy who's online too much and uh, now it's he like is, but it, I don't know. I like him, and I mentioned it in the last episode when I was, you know, we when we were we recorded last Wednesday, so we didn't know that he was going to officially ask for a trade, um, but we were just kind of thinking of where he could go. And I said Memphis, but now he's officially asked for a trade. And is it a game? We'll see. But uh, like he got everything he wanted. What what are we doing here? I know, and I don't I don't understand how people are really going at people are kind of like parsing their words really gently about KD. And about like, well, you know, I love KD. Like you, you even did it. You're like, I love KD. KD's great. I love him so much. But, and like they're, they're doing that whole thing. Meanwhile, I mean, I think we pretty much understand he handpicked this team, right? He did exactly what LeBron has done in LA. LeBron gets the hate because that team is trash. But KD is somehow not getting the hate. Even though if, like if, if I was in KD's inner circle, I would, I would be the guy who's like, hey, KD, what's up? Let me just say two words. Golden State. Boom. <laughs> Why not? He's the, just do it. Come it, there's, on. It's been rumored a lot. He is not going back to Golden State. Just do on the it. Other, on the other hand, how amazing of a villain, a heel turn would it be if he goes back to Golden State? No one's going to like you anyway. You're already Thanos. Just go ahead and be Thanos. I don't you know think I mean? he's Thanos, though. That's why, and, and that's why I hedge, too, because all he has to do is admit that he, that he made some bad recommendations, and that's why he wants out. And then everybody's like, well... He admitted it. He's a pretty freaking honest guy. He's not as calculated as LeBron. I know you love LeBron. I love LeBron. Sure. I really actually do love LeBron. Um, but the little games that he plays and his bad GMing over the years, it's yeah. resulted in several championships for him. Yeah, yeah. But, but then it just destroys the team right after the championship. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, suddenly I am more invested in the KDS Thanos uh, metaphor that I just like <laughs> rolled into. So I, there was no pretense. I, I, I said that's not a thing, and then you're yeah. and then now you're doubling down, and it's absolutely my thing moving forward. You Is do know correct? my nature. When you say it's not a thing, I want to <laughs> see if I can make it. <laughs> but I was like, Katie's an Infinity Stone. He's the last one on the war. And like, I don't know who, who that makes. Thanos is like, I don't know if Steve Kerr, if it's Steve like the Kerr, GM, yeah. it's something like Bob that. Meyer. I think there's something there. Um, but I also I went to a Fourth of July party um, uh, this weekend. And Ooh, I was social told, butterfly. Look I at know, you. So much socialization. I'm basically should write a book now. But someone told me that prior, I think it was prior to us being there, there had been an argument about LeBron. Like, not just like a, a passionate, like you and I will get in arguments, but it's not like her feelings. There was like weirdness. There was social weirdness attached to it. And I, I don't know that I've ever regretted anything more than not being present for that fight about LeBron James. And I think that you and I don't get hurt feelings anymore. 
Sure. I think is a very big thing to clarify there. Sure. That's a that's a very cryptic way uh, to say it, and also a good way to transition. The Over Underachievers is a show intending to consider news from the sports world with the prism of overs and unders. However, from time to time, we do discuss and devolve into conversations about grills, TVs, that stuff, and the occasional wager. Uh, Jason, how we doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing great, man. Had a good fourth. I played a lot of golf. Played two really? 18... Two rounds of 18 holes. First golf since January. Yeah. On a very difficult course. Did it go well? Answer is no. Okay. Okay. That's why I was We're a little th- surprised because you, you told us what you shot. And then yep. you said you played a lot of golf. So I would have thought you shot whatever. You, I'm not going to say that's your number. Okay. I'm not going to say what your number it's is. It's 107. You know yeah. Okay. First it's 107. 107. It's out there. That's your choice to put it out there. I, I would have thought maybe I'm going to take a breather and like hit some top golf or go to the golf range, like really get my shot down. And then I'll go. Nope. Drop the kids off on Saturday uh, at my mom's and uh, who lives out of town and then came back on Saturday, Sunday, 18 holes, Monday, 18 holes. There's some good holes in there. There's some great shots in there, but I played, let me just tell you, I played a lot of golf. I got a lot of golf into those 36 holes, a lot of swings. Good for you, man. The the more you're a volume swinger right now and that's okay. And I (laughs) pun intended. Um, uh, what, what, uh, what club are you starting to gravitate to? Like my favorite club or my best club? Uh, both. Well, my, my best club is my driver and my favorite club is not, is not my 54 degree. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) Cause I have a theory. The worse you are at golf, the the more difficult your favorite club is does that make sense no like this i'm is... not good at golf my okay. favorite is a two hybrid to hit i have what? no business hitting a two hybrid <laughs> but it is my favorite club hybrid. to hit <laughs> <laughs> why is it your favorite if you're so bad at it because when i do hit it it is poetry in motion now okay. is that one out of 20 yes yes it is thank you for asking but i do like when i hit it like even my father-in-law when i get out of the bag he's like huh interesting going for the two and i'm like yeah mike i'm going for the two <laughs> you know the heart wants what it wants what's so. mike's favorite club uh mikey t he's getting back into the rhythm uh had some surgeries you know not uh, okay, swing okay. it um but he uh he likes the driver that gives it a duck hook that's his that's his go-to <laughs> the duck hook driver so uh you know we're we're not really tearing up the game with golf uh but i'm i'm proud of you for really getting after it and not uh being discouraged by the numbers themselves. oh i'm not discouraged at all it's too long of a break i'm gonna get back out there with with the little man and um the ladies in the house are also thinking about playing with us nice uh so we're yeah we it just was a very busy stretch for everybody it seemed like but so a lot of a lot of golf went up. down what was the what was the fourth holiday looking like because i got to talk about it on the podcast you know i kind of went over my weekend what was your weekend like just easy breezy man uh a lot of travel on saturday like i said but other than that it's just relaxing not didn't really even watch any shows just hung out with uh some friends and and, and the wife was working and so she was out of here most of the time all, she worked all weekend on the holiday and then a lot of golf and just doing some grilling. We did some uh, smoking of a brisket, some chicken wings. Uh, it was absolutely delicious. I did get some footage of the brisket you were working on, and I was very uh, jealous of it. Looked really delicious. That was with Money Man Roan. Good for you. Good for Roan. And that makes me trust him more with with money. You know what I'm saying? A man who can handle brisket can handle my finances, and that's just a fact. That is just a fact. Um, okay, well, let's get to – we got some of these overreacting, uh, underreacting uh, quick hits that we'll do here before we get to the proper ones. Um, let's go ahead. Let's do the KD Kyrie stuff because I don't, you know, part is that of that because one, you don't want to, you're, you're still avoiding the first thing on the list. 
Uh, no, no. Oh, you want to do the first thing? Let's do the first thing uh, because I'm passionate about this. <laughs> we can... Look, how much should I? Okay, let me ask you. You tell me how I should how I should feel. Should I be overreacting or underreacting to Tom Brady continuing continuing to shill for crypto, even in the face of the crypto meltdown, even in the face of uh, a man and his wife worth over I don't know seven hundred million. Um, telling us, the every person, to invest our money in a very volatile stock option. Should I overreact to that or should I underreact to that? You put the line at 25.5%? Yeah, yeah. So on a scale of one, like I'm not reacting to this. To uh, 100%, I'm super overreacting to this. Where do you think I should be? It should be over under 25. I, I wanted to go a quarter overreaction or underreaction. Where do you think I should be? You also have your eye on Ryan Atwood during this as well. Yeah, so of Ben course. McKenzie. Yeah. So, so you should be way over 25 and a half percent. That okay. is the lowest line ever. I, I'm taking the over so clearly on you overreacting to this. So I should be really morally offended that he's doing this. Is that what you're saying? No, you should be very, very investigative into why is he tripling down as you set this up. I didn't set this up for the record. No, no. You I, said look, the word about the common man. You know, him. let's. Yeah. I, I want to run right into it. I don't want to avoid this. I want to run right into it. I want to look at that. Like Tom Brady's my golf score. And yeah, it is triple digits, but I'm going to look at it still. It is what it is. No shade to you, you know? Yeah. No shade. <laughs> so mean. Whatever. No, I don't know. Listen, if, I did, if, I just, if I had to play golf right now, I think I would, I think I'd be 113, to be honest with you. 113. Well, this is a very hard course and I, I play, I count every stroke. So anyways, Here's the thing. I don't like where you're alluding to there. I don't like the drive-by <laughs> insinuation that I don't count every stroke. How dare you? Do you now, do you get angry some holes and then no. sometimes the score isn't the truest <laughs> score? No. If I hit into a sand trap, do I take two shots and I say, well, you know, I'll just go ahead and get out of here so I don't slow everybody <laughs> down. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Who knows? Okay. Play with so me that, to, to, to find I out. wasn't accusing anything, but has it happened? Sure, sure. It's happened. No, I'm glad you brought up uh, Ryan Atwood slash Ben McKenzie because, you know, for, for people who don't know, he is the uh, the dark knight for a, being against crypto. So this is a, someone from the OC versus my favorite NFL player of all time. My heart's in a real tough spot right now, you know, <laughs> and I don't really know what to do about it. And, and they are both on very opposite ends of this. And mm-hmm. Ben McKenzie has been against it the entire time and attacking ce- celebrities, sticking up for it. And then Tom, once he got into it, has been going nonstop to conferences, to, to speaking engagements, to all this stuff. And Giselle, it's, I, I'm not against crypto for the record. I don't understand it enough to put more than the $200 I put in over sure. a year ago that's yeah. now at like 73 bucks. Okay, markets go down. It might go back up. I'm okay. I'm safe there. I've got more money in my DraftKings account than I do in crypto currently. <laughs> so that says something. Yeah. But other than that, I, I I think it's interesting as this stuff has gone down because when you look at it compared to like the regular market, you don't see Matt Damon and Tom Brady out there being like, hey, buy this stock. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's weird. Or buy or well, well, that's not fair exactly because you do see celebrities out there talking about buy from E-Trade, which crypto.com, you still have to buy a certain one. They're not necessarily saying buy a specific line item. Sure. So I guess I got to take that back a little bit and understand well, that the platform but there's, an, there's an inherent volatility with crypto that I think we all assumed but we never felt the burn of it before. And I, I don't have any. I just I just got into crypto to be able to bet when I or my friend did when he was yeah, in Allegedly, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's just weird for very, 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 very wealthy celebrities to get paid a lot of money 
to tell the average person to invest in this very volatile thing. That's tough. That's a, that's a tough look. And I think, I don't know if, if Tom Brady is like, no, I'm going all in on this or if he's oblivious to it. And, and the reason we're talking about it is because I don't know if you saw the ad I saw on Instagram where he's using a blowtorch to melt a block of ice that has a crypto coin in it. Um, and I, I, I couldn't help but be drawn to his legs and the way they are shaking as he's working the blowtorch. It was a very strange ad for me to watch because he looked very much like a dad and also like a show for crypto and not like the greatest quarterback of all time, you know? And not only that, like there's perspective here too, when you're saying that it's volatile because if seven years ago he was your word shilling for crypto Mm -hmm. and it was going up over the last seven years, then he would get a lot of credit. So there is some perspective here that because it's going on when the volatility is going on that at the same time, what if he was doing this seven years ago? Would we have said the other side? Like, oh, look how he's helping everybody sure. make a ton of money, right? Yeah. So I think that's part of it. But I, I just, I think that a lot of uh, the, the common folk that are invested in it that don't really know what's going on are freaking out more than maybe the people that are are really, really into it and understand the ins and outs of it. So that, yeah. that's where I would say is if you don't know what you're putting your money into, maybe don't. That's your just, fault. And, and like, uh, part of and it don't too, do it just because a celebrity told you to. And I, I'm trying to not be a hypocrite here because I talk about how whenever we do ads on the show, like I'm lying. Like I, you cannot take what I'm saying at face value because I'm being paid to say this. So obviously there's no honor in that. This is an exchange of I create a value. They give me money for that value. Um, and I assume people understand that that's true, but I know people don't. Similarly, I can't assume that Tom Brady is actively passionately wanting people to go to crypto as much as he's just getting paid and he's just doing a service. I don't know. There's a, uh, I guess it'd be different if like Rothy's were m- making your feet have herpes, you know? And like, and, and I knew that, but I was like, Hey, that's just a contract. Sorry. You got to do your own research or whatever. Whereas with crypto, it feels a little bit more dangerous at this current time, you know, and Rothy's is a sponsor. And to be clear, they do not cause your feet to have herpes. I just want to clarify that Rothy's if you're listening. So yeah. And I doubt that. <laughs> I love that. And what if, you know, Coinbase or Crypto.com or whatever one of these starts sponsoring the podcast, you know? Is that going to be a no? What if they start sponsoring, not sponsored yet, sponsoring uh, over underachievers? There's going to have to be a conversation. Oh, there. no, I'll take that money. I'll 100% take that money. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, let's do let's do this. I had a question. I just want to run by you. Just like get your dad sense, you know, like get to dad corner here for a second. Just get your uh, perspective and insight. Trying to, you know, I was looking at the calendar today, last kind of ish month of the summer. So I'm trying to like make some plans, really get some stuff done that I want to get done. I'm thinking about taking my son to, I'm thinking about taking Roe to a Braves game, but I'm like, I got to find the right day and blah, blah, blah. What time? Do you, you stay the night? Do you drive? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I want to ask in general, how many games, how many major league baseball games do you think I should go to this summer? I'm going to set it at zero and a half. Do you think I should go over. over or under? Yeah. I think major league baseball is fun in person. Is, is it, it though? Is it, don't expect to be there for the whole game. Sure. Yeah. That's an unless it's a great game in my then, then, then the energy, the adrenaline takes it right. Sure. We've not made it to any indie Indians games yet because I'm protesting that they're still called the Indians. I'm just kidding. I'm not protesting (laughs) that, but I don't understand how that's not a a thing for (laughs) me. You're hundred percent right. Why are they not the guardians? Like if we're going to, if it's good for the goose, good for the gander, let's just like be comprehensive of this. You know what I mean? Come on. Washington's team, Cleveland's team had to change, but somehow minor league teams are just like, you know what? We don't have the time or the energy to attack you in any way. Well, okay. So there, there's like a cultural sensitivity aspect that is hundred percent true, but there's also just like a aesthetic issue. Same, similar. Like when I meet someone named like Michael Michaels, I'm like, this is not good. 
this is not good could've for you. Could have gone a different way, but that's your parents' fault, not yours. Yeah, that's. But it's like this is aesthetically not pleasing, so we need to change it on those terms. When you're saying the Indiana Indians, that is just stupid, right? Indianapolis Indians. Way. Oh, it's Indianapolis Indians. When you're saying yes. there's just too many Indian apple or whatever in that word, so you just gotta you just gotta cut that up. <laughs> Indian you know? apples. There is. Yeah, there's so just too many vowels. We've not made it to a game this year, and I hope to still make it to a couple. And I also hope to. Uh, little man played on the Cincinnati Reds, yeah. and the little the little lady played on the <laughs> Green Gators. Okay, because in softball they don't have teams to name after, so they just give them colored cutoff jerseys. And okay, have I done this rant before? No, no, you have not. This is I, my first question was. Are there more than green gators? Like, are there blue gators? Are there red gators? Like, why are we doing what? like colored gators? You know what I mean? No, that's just what they, they were. They were team, you know, highlighter green. So yeah. then the coach was just like, "What do we want to be called?" And they're the gators. But like in the app, it's just team eight oh six. Oh, I don't like that. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're I gonna know. Call them the green gators, and then he gets, the, in the app. and then he's on the in the same app. He's the Reds. Are we talking about Team Snap? Is that the app we're talking about? No, Game Changer, the Dick Sporting Goods one, maybe? Do you want to do a rant? Because I've got a rant about all these team-based apps, and I've got to sign up, and I've got to get the notifications, and I've got to get the... Listen, once that's set up, though, it's real nice. And it if I'm the coach, nice. it is real nice. But... I have a business idea, too. What? Online Let's place hear. where you can make distribution lists that you like take them on, people on, like the parents on and off of, and they can manage it themselves. I like Cause that. Because the amount of times I have to email into a coach and be like, hey, you added my wife. Can you add me as well? And the coach is like, yeah, I've got this. I've got this in some draft email, a list of these uh, email addresses. Like, make this easier for me. But that's where the app comes into play. So if you use the app, but that means all the parents have to have the app. Okay. Anyways, that's not even the rant. Here's the actual rant. I had one in softball and baseball at the same time in the same little league. Like, yeah. it's run by the same organization. The females had an umpire had to wear for softball they have to wear face masks on their helmets in the field excuse me to up to bat and they uh -huh. have to wear a separate face mask when they're fielding okay and the pitcher's helper has to wear a chest protector okay that makes sense okay so umpires protection protection the boys no umpire okay no umpire no umpire on the not field? kid pitch oh and the softball was kid pitch in the second half of the season like there's some weird transition and then for the, the for the the gentleman it was coach pitch the entire time no umpire you only had to wear a face mask in the field and no chest protector if you're playing pitcher's helper okay there's so much there i, I want to get into um yeah. there's just no umpire so is it just like honor code kind of deal yep mm -hmm. okay. there's no strikes because it's all coach pitch we'll see here's where you exploit it okay and, and I 100% I read a book about this once and it was like this it's called Seize on the Brink I read it when I was like I don't know I have a weird literary history when I was a kid I was like seven and I read this memoir about a guy who coaches kids and I don't know what I was doing or what I was going through but he talked about one of the dirtbag coaches in this league uh, there was no umpire in theirs and he would call out uh, obviously safe on his team so that at pivotal moments he would do obviously safe and obviously out moments on his team. Like at pivotal points, <laughs> he would work up like uh, uh, umpire equity, right? So he'd always like go against his team, go against his team. But when it really mattered in a pivotal moment, he'd always give his team the, the win, give his team like the safe call. And uh, everyone hated him. And like they eventually got into a fist fight. But all that said, I feel like there, there's just like, a, there, you need some regulation in, in kid sports, even though, is that is that a conscious choice or because they can't get any umpires? I have no idea. They I got umpires, they can't just, get umpires just fine for softball. Because around here we can't get umpires. We uh, all you can get is like a sixteen-year-old kid 
who does well that's who the umpires were well it's like i'm gonna make 15 dollars an hour for you to scream at me no thank you i don't want that um so i think that's part of the issue but i just i don't understand that what position did little man play they both play all over. Was, okay. They, they, I'm, you know, I was trying were, to make a Sabo or Barry Larkin. Are we talking well, Davis? Well, towards the Bragg? end of the season and into the playoffs, he did play pitcher's helper every other inning. Yeah. Okay. Because of his elite defense? Of course. Obviously. Duh. I mean, you can you can look at the... Remember you were talking about last week about uh, the stickers on the back of your helmet? Yeah. Yeah. He had a bunch of hustle ones. So oh, it was They get hustle stickers good. in baseball? Or is it like the pens yeah. that they do? No, it's the, the stickers. The coach, the coach got stickers? them. What are we talking yeah, about? Cool. What is like happening that. with this generation? I don't understand. I don't want to sound like an old guy yelling at people to get us lawn. But like, you just asked for these last week. What do you mean this generation? In football, you can't put stickers on cloth hats. That doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? No, this is for their helmets. They're batting helmets. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know, it's the same thing as what you wanted. Yeah, but in baseball, it's just baseball. I like how you're about to do it this generation rant when you literally asked for it last week when you were doing good stuff. You wanted stickers for your metaphorical helmet. It's different. We're actually talented in doing good stuff. Little kids playing oh baseball. Now. <laughs> Listen, Next, I just, I just go to I the think, baseball game. You don't have to say the whole time. Get the good food. Don't get my the question cheap is, food. Do I want to go to the baseball game just because I think I should want to go to the baseball game and I don't actually, but I feel like the, as a dad, I should do this. That's kind of what it Listen, feels like. Listen, if the weather's bad, you punt immediately, but if the weather's good, just go. It's something to do outside. It is professional players. They are good at what they're doing. Um, the Braves are fun. Are they not? I don't, I've yeah. not been. Okay. I'm trying to get uh, angels tickets because I want to see Shohei. I want to, I want to see him oh, live in person. That's so, that guy is awesome. Did you see um, the Mike Trout clip when he was like the pitcher was giving away the signals? Yeah, and then Mike like, Trout was just standing in the outfield, like just shaking his head, like I'm hey, sick Mike of this. Trout, but chill the big one. Can I be honest? Or with you? speak up. Okay, or speak up. Does Mike Trout look like the fastest beefy person you've ever seen in your life? Because my man <laughs> looks that, like he's, he's got some lbs on him. Not, I'm not saying that in like a body shaming way. I'm just saying he looks like a big boy, big boy. You know what I mean? But he plays. Oh yeah, he, I understand. He's it. he's a lot of C's thick for sure. Yeah. It's crazy, man. He's got like that middle-aged dad thickness where it's not fat necessarily. It's not like that middle-aged dad still plays like four sports. Yeah, but it's like, it's not jiggle, but it's not chiseled. It's just, it's just like solidity. Does that that make sense? That's my goal. That is my, that is my goal for someone to describe me that way. I mean, I think I need to start working out for that to happen, but that is my goal. One of uh, my nieces uh, this weekend at the 4th of July, we were all in the pool. She said, hey, do you think you'll ever get abs? And I was like, I don't like <laughs> the tone of that question at all. I was like, uh, that ship sailed for people like me. Okay, so why don't you go play or just get out of my face for a minute? <laughs> so aggressive. It's it, She's an aggressive person, so I, I appreciate I, it. I love that about her. Yeah, it's really good. Um, okay, let's do this. The, the challenge colon USA. We've talked about this, I think, a little bit. We've alluded to it. What I want to ask you just quickly, uh, are you overreacting or underreacting to which reality TV show you think the winner will come from? As, to, as a reminder, uh, it's uh, contestants from The Amazing Race, Big Brother, Love Island, and Survivor. Obviously, I'm a little bit objective about Survivor, but I'm trying to yep. keep an open mind about it. I don't know what's going to end up happening here because I do think that this is a great mix of people to bring together to kick this show off, but I'm underreacting to the show and I'm underreacting to which show I think the winner will come from mm-hmm. because this is new. They're trying something. I really appreciate it. I don't know why they had to call it Colon USA, but yeah. maybe that sets up further franchises, but I get it that it's from 
US, USA versions of Amazing Race, Big Brother, Love Island, and Survivor, which they also have in other countries. So that's the context there. I get it. That being said, um, I do really think that it's going to come from Big Brother or Survivor because in Amazing Race, you don't really have to politic as much. Yeah. It is I so much more about curve. yourself. And I don't know anything about Love Island. I'm sure there's politics in that one, but I can't speak to it. If you're like finding your lover or something on an island, are they hidden? Are they missing? I mean, to be honest with you, man, I think you nailed the premise. You're finding your lover on an island. Boom. That's it. That's the the simplicity. (laughs) They're in a cave and you've got the key and you've got to locate them. Yeah. It's a little dramatic, but whatever. Life is a little dramatic. (laughs) I, uh, so I, I would put my money on big, if, if I could get like minus 150, probably, uh, that's probably going to be, it's probably like minus 500. So I wouldn't make the bet, but to get, to get big brother or survivor is the only bet that I would make on that one. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think this out. I, I, I'm with you. Amazing Race, I feel like it's uh, it's impressive, but it's the formats of Departure, Love Island, same thing. It's really Survivor Big Brother. I want to give the advantage to Survivor because you did this when you were getting like one thing of rice a day and you were on like a desert island, like living on or sleeping on like uh, the sand, basically. Big Brother, I feel like you live in a bedroom. Like you get to sleep in modern amenities. So I feel like the Survivor contestants will be a little more hardened but I also don't know if that'll soften them a little bit. So I don't, I don't know. I do think, I think broadly, I can say with confidence, I don't think a winner of a, any of these shows, because there are some winners like Tyson from Survivors won. There's some good people who have won their version. I don't think they will win this version. I think winners, you, you get that big target on your back and you're, you're just immediately nine. You do. And they're going to come in and the only alliances that they're probably going to have is from the show that they were on. Mm-hmm. So as soon as any cross alliances happen, that'll either break down those other alliances or there'll be secret cross alliances and then it'll be, you know, further them. I, I, I think Shan will do well, but part of the challenge is also you do have to compete well in those challenges. It's yeah. not about just getting rice or not getting rice for some yeah. of the challenges for like, it's like survivor is. I know that the immunity stuff is obviously very important, but it's not just, you know, it, it's your place in the game winning or not winning. So depending on how, if they do duos or, you know, if, if it's, everybody for themselves in some of the challenges, or if it's by show, it could be by show leading up to a certain point where everybody's kind of for themselves. So that, that'll be rather interesting, but I I'm very excited for TJ to get an entirely fresh crop of people in front yeah. of him. And I'm really hoping that somebody quits so that TJ can do his quitting rants on CBS and not yeah. just have it on MTV. It's like the dice throw. It's the only movie he's got. So we do need to see something. It's not the only movie he's got, but it it's his most famous move. He's like a painter and there's a canvas and there's a whole like the little flat plate of paints and you go and look and the only color he has is khaki. And like that's the only thing he paints. Instead of like, talking about NBA free agency broadly, the more interesting part is the KD Kyrie trade situations we alluded to. I didn't I wanted to work this into a principle over under we're going to get to here in a second. But I thought I, there's no clarity here yet. So we probably should hold out. Um, so just broadly, um, we kind of talked about KD a little bit. I guess probably the best way to frame this is do you think. Um, by the beginning of next season, they are both playing for the Nets. One's playing for the Nets or they're both playing somewhere else. I would definitely vote for only one of them playing for the Nets. Which do you I, think it'll be? I think it'll be KD. I kind of do too, but I also, I don't know that the trade packages that everyone's seeing out there, I don't know that they're super compelling for the Nets. And if I'm the Nets, I'm like, I don't have to trade you. What are you going to do? You just going to sit out like you're 33? Buy him out. Why did, the, why did the Rockets just do it with, first of all, as I understand it, the Nets owner is way more rich than the Rockets owner, but that might be yes. because he's good at business. So he's not just going to just cut Kyrie like the Rockets 
did with uh, John Wall. No, they want some assets back, and I get it. Like you need. To get I get it too, back. but it's only Lakers. That's see, that's the problem. It's like no one else wants him. No one else will deal with him. I'm I'm torn because I'm like Kyrie is so obviously kind of I don't want to say crazy, especially in regards to Kyrie, because I feel like the the whole conversation around him is strange. In a well, I don't know if it's needlessly strange, and he's just kind of a malcontent. And this is just what right. he does. Or if there's something more nuanced and and significant going on in terms of how he's trying to recreate how we think about athletes. So my instinct is like he just kind of sucks. And he's a person who never really has accountability and is kind of uh, self-obsessed and self-centered. But then I see something like Dan Levitard really give this impassioned plea about Kyrie and like how we need to think about him differently. And I just and I uh, this is even stupider, but I go back to. When I was talking to Christiana, when she was at Duke, she had, I think she told me she had a class with Kyrie and she's like, he's the coolest guy. I loved him. He was so wonderful and nice and genuine. And it's like, I, I know that maybe doesn't matter, but I, I, my head and my heart are misaligned. I'm like, I kind of think he's a dirtbag or am I just misunderstanding his importance? I'm going to be somewhere in the middle on Kyrie right now. And I think you said Curry when you were talking about Duke, but you meant Kyrie. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. But I'm, I'm going to be somewhere in the middle right now on Kyrie, the person. Because, good, do whatever you got to do. I love the Durant stuff. I love LeBron goes where he wants to go. I, I completely believe in player empowerment. It's just that LeBron, like we talked about, needs to understand that he's leaving these teams in bad shape once he leaves. Yeah. That's not his problem, but he needs to understand it. KD needs to realize that he signed a four-year contract, he's one year into it, and he wants to trade, and it's a big deal for this to be happening right now, and then that's why all the attention is happening. So, okay, that's fine. And Kyrie needs to understand that he's in a team sport. And he can be as weird, as awesome, as unique, as whatever as he wants as a person. And that is wonderful. But his team cannot rely on him. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and, it, and it could be for great reason. But, you know, and, and there's been a, enough of this Kyrie conversation over and over again. But it's, it's, it's at the point that anybody will take Durant, but the Nets want a good package. And no one will take Kyrie. And the Nets want something in return. (laughs) I mean, that's that's where we're at with those two guys, it seems like. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. Durant's really painted himself in the corner because anywhere he goes, they're going to have to give up assets, which is going to diminish their team. So it's like, I don't know how he mismanaged this so so badly. I don't know that he did mismanage it because these things, he's so good. And that team is so bad now that... Yeah, but I I think you mismanage it when you're like, Kyrie, that's the guy I'm rolling with. That's the guy I'm going to get in the trench with. And he is an unrolling And that's why he went and got Harden. And then Harden turned into Ben Simmons because Harden checked out. And Simmons is somebody that has seemingly been unreliable. Maybe he's really injured. I don't know. You know, him, it's like Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Kawhi. Yeah, you know th- th- these are these are guys that they just don't talk to their teams. And Mercurial it, is is the word, and it's like at what point is that a charitable designation, and at what point is that an excuse? And I think uh, when you're talking about Kyrie, you're also kind of talking about Ben Simmons in a way of like this person who is uh, straddling the line of um, what kind of empathy do I give them versus at what point I'm like, hey, at some point you just got to go to work and you just got to show up for your guys, and you sign a contract, and you need to honor that. And you don't need to act like you're acting. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I just solved it. I just solved it hmm. by saying Kawhi. KD for Kawhi straight up puts Kawhi, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons on the same team. Oh my gosh. That would be the Let's weirdest just see what happens. locker room. And just to be like, hey, I just we just want to know what the body language is like, what the press conferences are like. And we're going to like supplement this and you all get like an extra 50 million because we're going to make a documentary about this, about no, the weirdest you know basketball we'll, team ever. 
yeah, we'll give you each a hundred million if you play more games together, the three of you, than um, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie play together, which was like sixteen games or something ridiculous. If if you can play more than that together, if you three, all you three have to do, and the NBA is going to foot the bill, not even the Nets. Sure. If you three can figure out how to play more than they those three played together over the course of two seasons. We'll give you each $100 million, and I bet they still can't figure it out. I bet they can't. I really bet they can't. It's just so weird. It's just so weird, and I wish it wasn't because I, I wish KD could be a formidable member. It's like he's always been outgunned, or he's been on the team that so outguns everybody else that it's not interesting. I want him to be in a pressure moment like he was at OKC against the Warriors, whereas like this, they're kind of evenly matched. Now will he take it? And I think... That's the disconnect. So I, I don't know where we're going to land. I wanted to ask you, though, before we get to the over-unders, um, where, uh, who do you think we're going to put our money on for NBA Rookie of the Year? The odds Chet. came out recently. Oh, you're going all Chet. Is it based off <laughs> after one last night? After one summer league game, <laughs> this guy is here to play. Are we, are we talking jersey now? Are we getting a jersey? Are we talking tattoo? No, definitely not. I'm not getting an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey, but you're more than welcome to. If you if you were sent one by someone anonymously, would you uh, accept it? Isn't he number it? seven? I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. And I don't know. If I think he is. And then rookie, a yes, like the Vegas league. If that's binding numbers wise, I don't know if that works. Um, but oh, oh, that's true too. I I did like the footage of Chet. I thought I don't think Oklahoma City is going to be good enough. I, I don't think they want to be good enough for him to be considered. You know. So well, I, I think want, that I think they might have a problem on their hands. Why? It's it's kind of like the same thing with the Pacers. Like everybody wants to tank for what's his name, Victor? I think the yeah, the, the Frenchman, French fella. Yeah. Um. Not. I was almost about to dive into that accents, and I chose not to. Oh, why? Kudos to me. Sticker for me. Sticker for you on the cloth hat. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. Yeah, he's number seven. Some, okay. I hope that that feels like it'll because was he? He might have been seven at Gonzaga. Anyway, or Gonzaga. Anyway, um, thirty-four. I want to sprinkle a little bit on Paolo and I want to put someone, I want to put more on Jaden Ivey. I feel like Jaden Ivey might be where it's at. I love Jaden Ivey. I love Murray. I love Matherin for the Pacers. I really, really, really love the math man. That's what okay. I call him. The math yeah. man. God, that's going to catch on. That rolls off the tongue. I don't like Paolo and I don't know why. Why? I feel like you can just score. You can just do like whatever you need. He's going to get the opportunities. Know. I think it's because I saw him on the grid walk and Martin Brundle thought that he was Patrick Mahomes wow. and he was very confused. Okay. It, it was completely Martin Brundle's fault. Uh, a little F1 talk here in the middle of the episode, but I don't know. So it's I have just a question. Martin Brundle, <laughs> that's a person's name that they went yes. with. Is it like a commentator? Yes. Yeah. He's an ex driver. And now I he's just, on the broadcast. I, I, to be honest with you, I watched about 10 minutes of a race this weekend and thank you. Thank they, you. Hey, <sighs> stick cloth hat sticker for you. It, I wanted it to be more, but they kept talking about how wet, the surfaces was the surfaces Correct. were and how how like the crowd was just like really disappointed in the wetness and they kept saying wetness and I was like I don't know this feels like not the right time to start so I'm gonna I'm gonna get out okay. and I'm gonna come back in so we're not we're not picking up we're not picking up new sports that are taking the the world by storm because of one word being used I know You've got a it, mute button it was and excessive. I know that you watch <laughs> you it, watch it was, on closed captioning so 
look, it, w- it was very excessive. And I feel like when someone excessively uses a word, they're being smart aleck because I went to the gas station this morning on the way here and I, you know, filled up the tank and everywhere. And uh, the person who came over, she was like, in, it was one of those like speedways, I think. So like they're making pizza at 830, but they're also like, you know, at the register for the gas. And uh, you're saying she, that like it's a bad thing and I'm not going to take that, but we'll move on. No, no, no. It's fine. Eat pizza at 830. It's great. Uh, but she, so she walks over and she's like, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? And I was like, I don't like being called sweetheart. That feels like too much. But then she said, sweetheart, every single it punctuated every single statement. Like, is that all for you, sweetheart? Do you want some candy, sweetheart? Do you want some gum, sweetheart? Have a great, you want your seat, sweetheart? Have a great day, sweetheart. And I was like, she's not hitting on me because I'm, I've aged out of you that. Don't, you don't know that. No, and here's why I know that. Because the old lady, the excessively old lady who is old enough to not be in a grocery store running the country, just as a reminder, behind me, she was greeted with the same. Hey, hey, sweetheart, is this all for you, sweetheart? Like, I, I listened for it. It was just like a machine gun burst, of like, sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. So I think she's just being a smarty pants. That's right. I, I don't think she was. And I know it's 2022, and she's not supposed to be saying that, I guess. I don't know. But I love it. I love that when I'm in I, there. It just makes me feel so good. It makes I don't me like feel when like someone a calls freaking sweetheart. sweetheart. I don't like when I sneeze and someone says, bless you. Keep all of your stupid comments to yourself and let me <laughs> oh my live gosh. my life like I need to live my life. Okay? If they say bless you and not God bless you, you know, maybe they're just coming at it from a generic um, angle. Why do you have to speak into my allergies? Why can't I just experience my allergies? Because you've allergied into their eardrums. No, they're, you know what? You're it's the one that started it. It's a situation I'm dealing with. They're trying to make it about themselves. Unacceptable. It's not a situation you were dealing with. It's a situation that both of you are dealing with because you sneezed and they heard it. No. And it's just like on F1 when they talk about how wet if and you, wetness. If you're in the, the grocery store. Factor, look at all these wet fans. I was like, what What are we doing? What is this? <laughs> if you're in the grocery store and you're walking this, like somebody's walking towards you and you're walking towards them and then you just fart really lo- loudly. I wouldn't do that. I'd never do that. Are you kidding if, me? I would never do that. First of all, I know you've done it. Second of all, no. if that happened and someone was looking at you in the eyes, you just want them to just be able to control themselves and just move along because that's your business. See, the problem is you have set up a situation where I'm walking through a grocery store and I fart. Never would do that. Number two, <laughs> I'm making excessive eye contact with someone while I rip a fart. You, I would never. I can't even speak to that. Just like ask me what I would do if I was a velociraptor. I, I just don't know. Say, I don't know. I, I'm not the one that said excessive eye contact in that situation. You added that. So, no. so now you're painting on my canvas and I appreciate that. That's called teamwork. No. But secondly... I was setting that up to be extreme. But if you were doing that same grocery aisle thing, and then I'm not saying you all are staring into each other's eyes. I'm saying you see each other coming at each other. No, and you then said you eye sneeze. contact. You said eye contact. There There's was no one eye in the contact. world. I didn't say excessive. We've There's got the no audio one in the here. world who what knows they're about to rip a far in a public place and makes <laughs> eye contact with someone close to them. Well, That's called the psychopath. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, maybe unacceptable. Why are we maybe talking my, about that? I honestly what, don't. Maybe have in my younger idea. days. The point is, if you sneeze, you just want that person that is walking towards you to just make no reaction. By, you just sneeze all over the, the cereal bags. No, no. I know you wouldn't do that on the, the cereal box. I do it in the elbow, right into the elbow. Why would I be in the cereal aisle? I'm an adult. Why, why am I in an aisle for babies? You know. What okay, I'm really, Mister Cereal. Unless it's a shortcut to the to the protein, like what real adults eat. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm on. I'm on Chet. Really, Chet? I just. I feel like my instincts are bad with rookie of the year and MVPs. So I, I, I know that. Don't, don't bet, don't base any betting on summer league, but I think that he is going to be fun to watch. Okay. Okay. Well, honestly, I feel like there's four, there's only four and I don't really count Jabari because I don't think the Rockets are going to be good enough to merit contention, you know, for this. So I feel, I feel like there's three guys really we can sprinkle money on and probably make money on. So, um, okay. So to be continued, um, let's get to our proper over-unders here. 
Um, I want to talk to you. Obviously, USC and UCLA are leaving the Pac-10 to join the Big Ten. Uh, and want to talk a little bit about that. So the, the over-under I have to set up that conversation is how many years from now until college football is essentially a two-conference sport? And when I say that, I mean um, not necessarily like it's in execution and it's all done and complete. I mean uh, when they agree upon the realignment, not the actual execution of said realignment. I'm going to set that at three and a half years from now. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over, but it's a slight. I like four or five in this yeah. particular question at, at three and a half. I don't know if I love this, but it seems inevitable. But here's my thing. I wish that they could have figured out four conferences instead of two. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be Big Ten versus SEC. I don't care if Pac-12 or Big 12 wins out and then the ACC or the ACC goes away and gets absorbed by the SEC and the Big Ten. I don't care about any of that. I wanted four, though. I really think that there should be four. And this is a step too far geographically. Yeah. To me, I've always liked UCLA um, just from like my film uh, AV club days in, in middle school and high school. But I don't, this is, this is, this is a little, this is a little much. Like, okay. Can you explain the connection between you being in an AV club and like in UCLA for the listeners? Yeah. They have a great film school. Them in USC. Boom. There you go. That's all you need. But I picked That's UCLA over USC as being a fan of them. I used to have bed sheets for UCLA. Big Man. Bruins fan. Big, Big Bruins, Bruins fan. fan. Look at that. I just, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a, uh, no, I'm going to go under actually because I feel like this has a, uh, not quite hot potato, but um, it's got that feeling of like once one domino falls, the rest start to go. Like I know Oregon They and couldn't Oregon even State. figure out how to get Oklahoma and Texas into the SEC in under three and a half years. Well, to see, I'm, remember, I'm not execution. I just mean when they're like, hey, this is what's up. This is what's happening in three years. Oh, okay. okay. You know? That's right. That's um, right. So, ah. Uh, I just think people are going to move faster as opposed to slower because I, supposedly we had this agreement that no one was going to poach other conferences anymore, like a year ago um, that they they all met and agreed to. But now show that's me out the window. show me that in writing. Show me that in a video of what well, anybody never, shaking hands. That's going to be a never psych. writing. It was just in strong eye contact, not ripping farts. You know, it was <laughs> shaking hands. <laughs> it was shaking hands, looking in the eyes, no farts ripping, just honor code and or sneezing and just ignore me. Sorry. Um, man, I just, I, I, I like what you're saying. The four would have felt palatable, but instead now we've got like, you're looking live at USC versus Northwestern, you know, and it's snowing or USC or Northwestern's in LA. And like, I don't like any of these things. It's, it's going to create some really weird matchups and it's going to, you're going to lose some really nice regionality and nice regional matchups. And I just, it's not, I think you said it best. I don't love it, but it's inevitable. So it just is what it is. And I don't like the consolidation aspect, um, but it uh, money drives everything, you know? And I think uh, the, the, the funny thing to me when I was thinking about this and, and reading about this was, I think in the last year or so, we've all been warned that the NIL is going to ruin, ruin college football and all these kids are going to have money. They don't know how to manage it. It's going to create discontent in locker rooms. Meanwhile, the, the, like, I guess the bigger supporting idea is the, the supposed adults in the room, they know what they're doing. They have it all under control, but they're actually just doing the same thing. They're on a, NIL is called TV money and, and yep. they're either enamored with it because of greed or because they've run up too much debt. Like UCLA, that was the biggest issue is they have so much debt that they need a get out of jail free card. And this, I don't know if they would have been in favor of it, but they have to because they have so much debt. So it's like kids getting paid 
that's not ruining college football or corporate interests or realignment isn't even ruining college, college football. It's the colleges ruining college football. That's the problem. And I think we're not talking about that. We all, we want this like straw man or this boogeyman, but it's like between this and skyrocketing, skyrocketing tuition costs, colleges are like the call is coming from inside the house. You know what I mean? Oh, so for sure. I, I don't know. But they know that and they're not going to admit it themselves. No, no, they're not. But it's like, I'm surprised even the the conversation around this with with media members, with uh, uh, participants, with former participants in college football, no one's really constellating around that. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's just like greed and probably the kid's fault or it's NIL's fault, you know, and that's just it's frustrating. Well, yeah, but until somebody actually can pin it on them, they're not going to blame themselves. Going a little bit of a different direction, name your top three schools that are going to benefit from this the most that are not in the Big Ten or SEC yet. Not in the Big Ten or SEC yet. It's going to be one of those. I feel like at Boise State because they'll be the one-eyed king in the land of the blind. You know, they won't oh, be in one of those big boy conferences. But you're thinking too small. Let me let me give you my list here, and you tell okay. me which ones you like. Hit me. Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oregon. Oregon. Notre Dame and one to three of those ACC schools is going to make some kind of a major play here, I believe. Oh, yeah. Like the ACC is the next. It's the the neighbor. Like Oregon to the SEC is now on the table. Oh, my gosh. That would be ridiculous. That would be so well, stupid. That it's on the so table. Stupid. But, but you're right. Like I wish there was a – even if it was three, even if it was SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whatever – and the Big 12 got cannibalized into the SEC and the Big 10, that would feel better than just going out west to play Oregon when you're from Knoxville or when you're from Starkville. That's just like two different cultures. There's some cultural consistency that you need. And I don't know. I, I would rather see. I don't ACC. think you need it anymore. This is this is countrywide recruiting. This is like none of it matters anymore. But at least the Big Ten and USC, UCLA, they had the Rose Bowl. There's that connective tissue. There's no connective right. tissue between Oregon and besides Nike and the rest of the SEC. You know, it's just not even the same kind of football. That's why that Auburn-Oregon National Championship felt like such a, it was like uh, a bear wrestling a bird. It was like, I don't, this kind of not even fun to watch because the styles are so <laughs> different, you know? But the SEC is the next domino to fall. And I don't know, or I'm sorry, the ACC. And I don't know how that shakes out because I know, I think Florida State had the chance to join several years ago, but they didn't. But man, I, part of me thought, man, um, Ohio State and USC, they probably benefit the most because they're still the kings of their conferences and they didn't really acquire any more super competitors. So instead of just Ohio State playing Michigan, now it's Ohio State playing USC for the Big Ten, right. you know? And I yeah. feel like that's that's pretty nice. That's a pretty nice. That spot. might be one of the reasons they got in the LA market was Ohio State was like, hey, what if we go to the SEC? I mean, it's been kind of alleged in uh, Twitter and other places. So, yeah, I, I think that it's... And by alleged, I mean my buddy started the rumor with another text chain, and it was hilarious. But um, no, but you're, you're not wrong because Ohio State feels like a northern SEC team. You know what I mean? Like they play a similar style, they get similar recruits, so that doesn't feel like that big of a departure. All right, so let's uh, we'll wrap up quickly here. Uh, let's talk about Thor Love and Thunder. We don't have to talk super much about this, uh, but I want to talk about Rotten Tomato score. I've set the over under at nine three and a half. My son and I have tickets to watch it Friday. I cannot wait to see this. Do you anticipate this being higher than nine three and a half or lower? Unfortunately, lower. I've already really? seen the number. Yep. Okay. I've heard so polarizing things that this was a this was a rom com that didn't need to happen. And then I've also heard that it is as fun as Ragnarok. And I do not know what to believe. So I'm going to be very interested to see what you will have to say after you watch it. I'm excited for it, no matter what. 
Taika's projects just speak to me. It yeah. is my type of humor. I, I like it so freaking much. But I have no idea what the plot of this movie is, to be honest with you. Yeah. And so what are we doing here is the only thing that might be like, uh, I don't know. You're not wrong. And I think um, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever feel like they're in similar places for me. Like, I don't exactly know. And it feels like a sophomore album after you've waited your whole life to do the first one. So I can see there's a lot of people in this movie, like all the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Thor people, Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, Natalie Portman's back. So there's a lot. I don't know how you can satisfy all that. So I'm going to. I've heard nothing but good stuff of Christian Bale's villain. Oh, yeah. So I think it's all good things, but just are you going to be able to devote the time and attention (laughs) you need? I'm going to say slight under um, uh, the nine, three and a half, but I will report back um, and and we can talk about it. I Um, would have said over if I didn't see any other reviews or anything, but I have been looking into it. So my heart says over still. My heart still says over as well. I I love I love the different pieces of the cast, even though it's going to be a lot. Um, okay, let's wrap uh, the episode up here. Let's do Cameo Close to the Pin. As always, we're playing to 10. Uh, I currently have a 4-2 to two lead over you. Are we um, sure on that? Yeah, uh, it was 3-2 okay. last week, and then uh, we both whiffed on Sean Aston, but I whiffed a little less bad than you. Um, yeah. This week is Matt Leinart. Because of our USC, US, UCLA to Big Ten conversation, I wanted to use a USC figurehead, so I've selected Matt Leinart. I have... What I'm number right, was he? He was Three. 11. Um, I will oh, take yeah. point five points for that. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I have my guess. I typed mine into the spreadsheet when I shouldn't have, or the document. I don't have a You pen, just say it. But uh, I trust you. honor code 111. I'm going 111. 199. Okay. 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 Matt Liner is $90. $90? Okay. $90. I was thinking a little just, higher. Just 109 less than Sean Astin. He's, no, 209. <laughs> Less He's on Sean TV, Aston. so I thought this is easily triple digits, but I would have... That's what I thought as well. Okay. okay. Charity? No charity, but all of his videos are blacked out. Like, they're very dark. The lighting is a problem, so hmm. um, we'll, don't, we'll work Don't on trust that, because I don't trust Matt Leinart, but I do think he's good on that show. They're, I think him d- and Brady and Reggie do a good job. I don't know if Urban will be back, but I'll be interested to see if Urban's back this year after uh, everything. Hopefully my, my future stepdad, Bob's back. Bob. Bob, who's Bob? Bob Stoops. Oh yeah, Bobby Stoops. Sorry, Hans- I was, handsome Bob. Honestly, I was like your your Aaron's stepdad, so it was all confusing for me for this I'm segment. Not, so no, was, it was swirling around for me. Don't do this. I'm not. I was just telling you why I didn't understand. Stop that. that. <laughs> I said Happy Mother's Day. I was being nice. You did. You did. It was it was a kind y'all thing you did. Y'all can't even let people just be nice to each other anymore. <laughs> Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over Under Achievers. For you, remember, please follow the show on Twitter at OU Achievers and on Instagram at Over Under Achievers. Also, if you want to spread the word, you can do so by leaving a five star rating and review or by sharing the show with a friend. I'm Knox. Be Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad.